Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We just got back from attending one of the great professional wrestling pay-per-views of all time, AEW All Out 2021. Got a lot of surprises. Kyle, how are you feeling tonight? My voice is hoarse. What a business this has become. (laughs) Back in the day, it used to be just flocks of women chasing the wrestlers back to the hotel. Here in the year 2021, it's a bunch of dudes running back to their room to do a podcast. (laughs) These are the times we live in, baby. (laughs) We're trying to uh, figure out our Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi here in this Hyatt, I got to tell you, man, Hyatt, that's that's a high... Value hotel. It's it's usually a a swanky hotel. I think it's a very nice hotel, except... I mean, it is a nice hotel, but the Wi-Fi is god-awful. So we were going to stream the show live. uh, Not able to do that, but we're recording the audio. Our producer... Brian Landrushina is over there. Yeah, he is uh, videoing it on his iPhone. We might put out some video afterwards if I can sync this up. But uh, we, hey man, the, the takes are coming in hot. We wanted to talk about what we just saw in person. Justin Joint, what is your strength level at right now? It's uh, twelve fifteen a.m. Professional wrestling. Let's fucking go. Let's <laughs> fucking go. This is only the second time we've done a show in person together. I think we did one in Cedar Falls, Iowa, back in 2018. Feels really good to be here with both of you in person. And to talk about All Out, let's just talk right from the the top. We got Adam Cole. We thought maybe we'd get Adam Cole. There were some rumors today with some people we were talking to. Uh, But I think everybody was expecting Brian Danielson. The lights go out. It's Adam Cole. Adam Cole comes out. He's with the elite. We know the history, right? You know, Adam Cole has been on being the lead for years, you know, years ago before he went to WWE. And uh, he joined up with Kenny Omega and the Bucks and everything. When that happened, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking, all right, we're still getting Brian Danielson for sure. Yes. I mean, the whole like tenor and vibe of the show, this was a very like positive show. Send the fans home happy, like especially based on the way the TV ended. With the cage, with you know the elite standing tall, you knew they weren't going to end the pay per view that way. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much knew Brian Danielson was going. We talked about it on our preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, even within WWE, expected him to be on this show, uh, and sure enough, he showed up. And man, I'm telling you, man, you, AEW had momentum before, but now, just like leaving that building, the vibe for this promotion is it feels like the place to be. And that's what Brian Danielson's promo was all about. Sea change. It's a yeah. fucking sea change. Yeah, it, it was just, you know, this is people are seeing this promotion and they want to be a part of it. Um, some people, you know, you know, maybe just didn't like WWE, and that's why here Daniel or Brian Danielson, he was um, fairly positive about his experience. He didn't have anything negative to say about WWE. Um, Adam Cole. I understand that the press conference had nothing negative to say about his former employer, but kind of intimated this was an easy decision to make. And if you can get a hot product, it's one thing when these guys get fired by WWE, right? And they have to work. They have to go somewhere. But 
you know, in the case of Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole, these are people clearly choosing to be there. Mm -hmm. And that creates a whole different wave of momentum for the promotion. Yeah, we talked about it on our pre-show. Now, was it our preview show? I don't know. We talked about it recently that, you know, if you're Adam Cole and you have any creativity and passion left for professional wrestling, you know, why would you stay with WWE? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you look at kind of the new doctrines for NXT, clearly they're weeding out people like him, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he's older, he's from the indies, um, not a, you know, from a physique perspective, a traditional Vince McMahon person. Mm -hmm. And also, if you look at someone like, say, Cesaro, just re-signed earlier this year, got a pretty decent chunk of change. Yikes. But, you know, he wins like one match at WrestleMania, which I'm sure was nice, but does one bad TV rating on SmackDown, Mm -hmm. and they basically pull the plug on his entire push. Loses to Roman Reigns. See you later, Cesaro. I mean, that's going to have a big effect on these guys when they're re-signing. They're like, okay, you know, look at what they did to Cesaro. Yeah. And think about when it comes to AEW and the strength it gives us with... Adam Cole debuts and is immediately followed by Brian Danielson. Like, that, I, do you think that meant or mattered to Adam Cole at all? I mean, no. I'm sure he was like, great, I, let's I, do this. Yeah, I saw it. You know, it's funny because there, there is ego to it, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, I want this segment to myself. And I saw somebody joking on Twitter, you know, knowing Cole and Daniel, so they were probably arguing who would come out first. <laughs> they, you know, I mean, they're, they're two selfless guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, man, you look at this roster right now. Obviously, the promotion would not have come into existence without the elite, right? This promotion does not happen without Kenny, Cody, the Bucks. Um, you've add, you add a legend like Jericho. Moxley chose, again, going back on the very first pay-per-view, he chose to be here. He jumped. Uh, you've gotten a lot of people who have national TV exposure who were fired from WWE or let go, but they're here. And now you have added the two biggest independent stars of the previous decade, CM Punk and Brian Danielson, Mm -hmm. and Adam Cole, who was, I think, arguably the MVP of NXT Mm -hmm. over the last two years. I mean, it's it's him and Gargano are are the heart and soul, pardon the pun, of that particular brand. And they took one of the guys. So, I mean, you just look, they're just pulling from all different places right now in AEW and Star power, maybe they can't match WWE at the tippy top just yet. You could argue depth. Um, maybe they do have more star power right now. But I think what is inarguable compared to WWE, and this show just drove this home. Everybody on this card tonight was mm-hmm. over. And you can never say that about a WWE show. Whether it's pay-per-view, there's always matches where people are like, eh, whatever. I mean, we wondered on our preview, guys, mm-hmm. what would the reactions for a Christian be? A Chris Statlander. People that, okay, they're baby faces, they're over to a degree, they're doing good work, but you know they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Did anyone chant for Adam Cole during the main event tonight? Did anyone cheer for Brian Danielson? No, they didn't. They were behind Christian while that match went on. Yep. And that is you know, very telling with this product and, you know, its relationship with the fans. The fans are invested in what they're seeing at the moment. They're not just pining for something because what they're seeing on the screen right now stinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
That was the big thing I noticed. You compare going to a WWE show with this is just every single match. The crowd was so invested in every single thing that was happening. Everyone got a great response. I mean, even even in the battle royale, you know, the women's battle royale, everybody that came out got a hot response from the crowd. There was no, you know, we were talking about how they would lay out the show and which match would go on where and stuff. But there wasn't like even the Paul White match. The crowd was hot for that. There was not a single match on this show that was a lull at all that I can think of. No, and you know. We've said it before. Let's be objective. Some AEW pay-per-views feel long. Mm -hmm. This one did not feel long. I mean, we were in the... It's different. This is the first one we were in the building for. Mm -hmm. But at no point was I, like, you know, looking at my watch or saying, oh, God, I'm tired. Let's go home. I mean, it helps when the show's good, obviously. I mean, I mean, I we could get to this in a little bit. I think this was probably the best live show I've ever seen in 35 years. Um, You know, top to bottom. I said there were three things that they had to do tonight, and it would be an easy thumbs up. They did all three of those. And then some, because Adam Cole's debut was not part of that, mm-hmm. what I said. And then I think every match delivered. I, there was not a single bad match on this show. Yeah. Was it four hours? Right about four hours exactly? About. I, I mean, it ended before 11 local time. Okay. Right? So not even four. Yeah. And I mean, what driving by Brian Landersheena, <laughs> by the way, to get us home by 1130. We, we, the we sergeant, were, man. Yeah. We were the uh, one of the first, I think, to hook up the podcast in the, in the great race out of the Now Arena to do podcasts. I believe we were one of the first here to press play. So. Hey, we met up with friend of the pod, uh, Andrew Zarian, this weekend. He was sitting right behind us at the show. And I just got a text from him. He's still at the venue trying to get out of there. I guess it's a mess. God. Yeah. So we were lucky to have Brian. Sergeant PML getting it done. Yeah, the sergeant's getting it done, man. Hey, man. We didn't even have to race. I took a big piss right in the parking lot. We still got out before everybody. This is true. Guys, yeah, we're going to just you know kind of hit the broad strokes maybe later this week when we're all back home. We'll dive a little bit deeper on this show. But we're so excited from what we saw. We wanted to get something out tonight. Uh, if you're tuning in, never heard Top Rope Nation before, please help us out. Subscribe to the podcasting feed. Uh, Check out the YouTube channel. We may be posting a video of this show uh, later, this particular podcast show we're recording. What Uh, a couch we're on here. (laughs) (laughs) I also have been recording a vlog this weekend. We have had a great time in Chicago. Some wild times. It's a video blog for those who don't know. Yes, a video vlog. Uh, A video blog. And so that's going to be up on the YouTube channel later later this week after I can... uh, after I can mix it together and everything. So check out youtube.com slash top rope nation. Maybe some people didn't know. <laughs> Maybe I didn't know until five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I watch Sammy's vlog. <laughs> All right, guys. So we got Brian Danielson. We did. We got Adam Cole. Maybe. We got that great main event between Omega and Christian. Oh, and by the way, maybe the best live match I've ever seen with the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros in a cage. I mean, what 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 can we say about I, this match? I, I think Kyle brought up a very good point at the very beginning of this match. What is the greatest tag team steel cage match of all time, and did we just witness it? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on the short list. Um, I can't wait to watch it back Same. on television, yeah. just for that different perspective. But man, I mean, it again, that was one of the three things I thought that this pay-per-view needed to deliver. You know, did Punk look like a star? Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a little bit. Did Daniel Bryan debut? Obviously, we know he did. And then, um, did the Bucks and Lucha Bros have a match of the year candidate? I think suffice to say they did. I mean, there were a lot of people, um, you know, calling it one of the all-time great matches in the history of the Young Bucks. So, I'm really interested to watch it back. Um, it's obviously at least four and a half stars watching yes, it live. Yeah. At least. Um, you know, I'll, 
I always like to watch something back a second time before I give it an official rating. But uh, my guess is it's certainly not going to go down. It will only go up. Yeah. Um, and Lucha Bros going over, that just felt right. Again, I, the theme of this pay-per-view, baby faces going over. I mean, other than Miro, well, I guess Britt Baker went over as well. Mm-hmm. But, but, the, but the crowd... Yeah, I don't know if she's a baby. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, well... No, but I'm saying, I, I mean, she's a heel, definitely, but she gets, she's getting that baby face superstar reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miro was really the only true heel. Well, and obviously Kenny yeah. in the main event. So I, I take the fact there was two bookended. But yeah, I mean, it just, it just felt right for the Lucha Bros to win, and the crowd was so invested, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they just went nuts for that win. Well, I mean, when they had that entrance with the live yeah. music, it was kind of like, all right, it's it's happening. And we we talked about this on the on the pre-show too. We were going through the matches. There wasn't any obvious title changes, but then Kyle, I mean, you really harped on how over the Lucha Bros are right now. And I think by the end of our preview show, we were all pretty set on this was the match to change the title. And if you are into the odds and you follow that stuff um, during the week, those odds were moving significantly towards the Lucha Bros. Uh, you know, and I think the sentiment was, yeah, they could go over, they could do the thing, and yeah, I, it, it's going to be on the short list of best tag team cage matches of all time, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I can't wait to rewatch that again. I, I think in ring wise, that was your highlight of, of the night, among many though. Like I said, there was not a bad match on this show, but yeah. that was the best. Yeah, you compare this to the ladder match they had two years ago at All mm-hmm. Out, which is another awesome, awesome match, but. I don't know, you know, I'd have to rewatch it, which I liked better. But oh, it was definitely this one. I, I was lower on that ladder match than most people, just because I'm so sick of ladder matches. Yeah, this was a little bit more unique. I mm-hmm. think definitely for sure. <laughs> CM Punk's return. This oh, show by had the way, everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, CM man. Punk wrestled for the first time in seven and a half years tonight <laughs> and looked great yeah. in doing it. I thought the match was paced very appropriately with Punk starting slow. That's how a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven and a half years should start. Uh, They protected the coffin drop. Justin Joint immediately pointed that out at the finish. Uh, It was a good finish. You know, uh, crowd was, you know, into it the whole time. Punk felt like a star. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, again, in a night of wins, you know, I I think we should not forget CM Punk. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it took us till what? You know, 15... How long are we into this? 13 minutes or something? Yeah. Am I reading this right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to read about this stuff. <laughs> okay. You know, we're we're talking about CM Punk, who, you know, drew the house. And yeah, yeah did a damn fine job. One of the loudest reactions I've ever heard in person when he came out, mm-hmm. obviously. There was some dueling chants, though. And we, we wondered how that would be, you know, because we had a... Uh, Babyface versus babyface match. Mm-hmm. Darby is one of the most popular guys in this whole promotion. And there was a little dueling. I mean, Punk was definitely getting cheered more yeah. so, but you got a big, you know, fly-in crowd at a pay-per-view like well, this. Darby was getting some cheers too, it, and it built for Darby too. Mm. It, it was very much Punk at the beginning, but the crowd, I think, slowly started to get behind Darby a little yeah. bit as it went along, and especially at the end, yeah. you know, with the whole uh, Sting segment, you could tell that Darby had uh, really drawn him in, and he lost nothing in defeat, Darby. Yep. That's yeah. so key too. Yeah, like yeah. you know, a lot of times. You know, a guy's put in that spot, and he's just made to look inferior. Yeah. What, deliberate or, or not. You know, obviously he lost, and Punk's a bigger star right now, but it just, you know, Darby is not going to be thrown on the scrap heap of life. Yeah. No, yeah, he lost nothing. I mean, if anything, getting the rub to work with Punk in his first match in seven and a half years is just gigantic for him. 
what was amazing seeing the sentiment online today is how many people were thinking Darby might win. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that would be 100% the wrong call. I, yeah, I, I yeah. said that, you know, there was, there was back and forth uh, on that. I know we were talking about it um, before we went to the venue today. To me, two inside baseball as they say, for Punk to lose. This is a guy who's bringing eyeballs to the product. There's some people, believe it or not, there are people in this world who are like, what's going on? What's this wrestling show on TNT? Who's this guy, CM Punk? Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you keep those people in mind and they're like, oh, that CM Punk guy you hear about, well, he lost his first. That's just weird to them. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. don't do that. Yeah. It's something that like the hardcore fan might be able to rationalize. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to grow this product, and obviously they, they are, you don't beat someone like that his first time out. You just don't. Yeah. No. So that was the right decision. Everyone got to see the go to sleep. Happy with that. Great finish. Man. <laughs> I mean, what a weekend. I am just, I feel so fortunate to have been at a show like this, yeah. you know. And, you know, you, you meant the, the main event was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, Christian. Yeah. What a performer this guy is. I mean, they, they went all. Weren't you chanting uh, better than Edge? I did. <laughs> I did. And, and I think it was Andrew's wife that thought I was chanting deviled eggs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah, I did say that. And, and Kenny was great tonight. I mean, my yeah. guy, he was laying in yeah. them V-triggers, man. Yeah. He, he was laying it in. And, again, Chris Christian, a pay-per-view main event. How, how long has he wanted that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to think. And it's basically a backdrop for two huge debuts. Do you think he's feeling bad right now? No, he's not. He was a part of that segment. You know, when Brian gave his speech at the end, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus out there as well. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make it say, oh, well, you know, forget about all these schlubs that you see before. Now we're bringing in the WWE guys. And <laughs> those are the real stuff. No, he, he, there's a concerted effort to, you know, have those guys be on, you know, the same level as you much. I mean, the, Brian Danielson's a bigger star. Make no mistake about it. But it, you know, it's the old proverbial rub. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've made sure, both Brian and Punk and Christian have made sure to pinpoint that these are the reason we're coming here. You know, especially Daniel Bryan with his speech that I think yeah. aired after the show. It's like, let's make sure these guys are here. You know, it's it's all about the the originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tweeted out a clip of that. Uh, I'm sure AEW will probably put the whole thing on their YouTube channel. But Brian's speech afterwards was really cool. And he talked, I think he started out saying, it's not going to be popular, but he put over WWE and he didn't have anything bad to say about WWE. But then he wanted to go into why he came and why everyone is coming to AEW. You know, And he, he talked about it. it's because of the guys in the ring there, the young talent. Everyone wants to work with this young talent. And he went into that thing about how People are calling themselves the elite, and he's going to find out if they're really elite because he's here. And, it, man, it was a hell of a promo. What a way to end the show. Yeah, and, of course, well, you know, first, I think if anyone's listening to this podcast, they probably know what happened, but we should just detail it. So, you know, Kenny goes over Christian. Mm-hmm. They're cutting a promo. Adam Cole comes out. Crowd shocked because we were we were unclear. There was a lot of discussion. There was yes chance. Yes chance before well, Cole well, yeah, came out. People yeah. definitely expected Brian Danielson, yeah. but – there was chatter within our section during the course of the pay-per-view whether or not Adam Cole was coming tonight. Yeah, or maybe yeah. it was going to be held off to Arthur Ashe or what. So he comes out. That was a legit surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, although, obviously, it's been bandied about that he might be coming. He super kicks Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. joins the elite, mm-hmm. a lot of ha-has. At this point, I mean, it just sealed it that Brian Danielson had to come out for a babyface ending. He does, clears the ring, 
and gives his reasons why he jumped. And it should be said for the record that I said if reason number two, if he said because Vince McMahon absolutely sucks, I was going to give everyone in our section a hundred dollars. I loudly proclaimed that. I said if he says number two is because Vince McMahon absolutely sucks, everyone in this section gets a hundred bucks for me. I was kind of hoping he wasn't going to say that. To be honest, after I played that, but it went over well. I got over with the you crowd know, at least he, doing that. He kind of did say that, not so many words, because his entire promo was about wrestling. That mm-hmm. word that Vince McMahon fucking hates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about professional wrestling, and I'm that's why he's here. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How he always tried to bring wrestling no matter what he did. It was kind of funny to compare it to the punk promo. And it was very deliberate what Brian Danielson said tonight because, you know, punk was very much like, yeah, my WWE career doesn't count in my mind mm-hmm. anymore. Whereas Brian Danielson very much acknowledged it, said he enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and said he always tried to be. It was kind of like, I always try to be me, try to bring wrestling as much as I could to that promotion, but this is the wrestling promotion, and this is where I want to be. So, I, yeah, I thought he had all the right notes. There's some talk about, so should we have all of this on one show? Should they spread out all the debuts? You know, a whole lot of something for Arthur, Arthur Ashe. Obviously, COVID and stuff could change on a weekly basis. You never know what can happen. But I've always said that, I don't think you should hold it off. You should just have a huge show. You can still build up stuff like mm-hmm. Cole's first match, and you can you can pop a rating for that. But I think to have all this stuff happen on one show and create the kind of buzz that we're seeing right now online is the way to go. Yes, you know it makes it feel just incredibly special. People are calling this one of the greatest pay per views of all time. Now, obviously, I got to take it in again to make that kind of proclamation. But I mean. Having been there and seeing what people are saying who watched it on TV, I mean, it seems to be in the mix just because so many things happened where it's like industry shaking types of things that happen. And this could change the course of the business for years, what we saw tonight. I mean, ESPN had a tweet that basically was like uh, the gist of it was in the last two weeks, both CM Punk and Brian Danielson made their returns to wrestling for all elite wrestling. And by the way, I'm in tears right now. <laughs> you always do this grading gimmick and force me to grade all the pay-per-views. Yeah, I was getting to it. Okay. And <laughs> the, one, the one where it's very easy for me to do, and I'm very proud to grade it, we don't lead with that. Normally, you're always like, all right, Kyle, this WWE pay-per-view just ended five minutes ago. What do you think of it? I'm like, I don't know. It's the same fucking sorry shit that I always watch in this company, C-. minus. Well played. All right, Kyle, grade the show for me. Okay, so everyone always says, Kyle, you're such a hard grader. Oh, why? Why are you such a hard grader? Well, I'll tell you why I'm a hard grader. It's because when something's great, it gets just desserts. And this show was an A+. Yeah. Okay, this I don't think I've ever given an A+, on this pod before. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty comfortable in saying I don't think I've seen an A-plus pay-per-view in the five-year history of this podcast. No. Um, certainly there wouldn't be one from WWE. And, you know, I th- well, Revolution last year, you were there, Ryan, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was pretty close to an A-plus. Yeah. Um, I would. I like this show more. I, yeah. I like both of those shows. This show was better. I think yeah. it just had. There was just more to it. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, it just it felt deeper and had a little more star power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether or not the Bucks match tonight was as good as the Bucks match that night. Again, yeah. that's something we'll debate. People who like to rewatch matches and rate things. Um, but yeah, this was an A plus all the way. Justin Joint, you're great. A plus. <laughs> I. I'm not an asshole. I, you know, we haven't even talked about. I mean. Ruby Soho in uh, oh yeah, yeah. another day Minoru yeah. Suzuki yeah coming out I mean yeah 
Yeah, we haven't brought up either of those things. There were so what? much happening. So there was a total of four surprises tonight. Are you going to give it an A plus too, right? <laughs> you know, to me, this is like a C to C. No, no it's an A plus show. 100% A plus show. Probably the best show in the history of the podcast, as you said. People who are giving money in the bank at A. Grade this on a curve. Money in the bank? <laughs> <laughs> no, Imagine no. giving that show an A and having a look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> or in the ca- in the camera on your laptop right now is yes that would be more apropos. But yeah, you have four debuts tonight. You brought up Suzuki came out. I guess that's John Moxley's trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. It's you know we it's going to be on Dynamite. Yeah. Yes, in Cincinnati. And John Moxley came down the aisle right next to us. Um, Kyle was actually not at our seats when this happened. Of course not. <laughs> As I ran to get a beer, I, I gambled. I was like, "All right, during entrance is a great time." And sure, it was. There was no line. Yeah, it was the only time there was no line all night at the concessions. And of course, yes, I get back, and you're like, "Dude, Moxie walked right by." I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> Kyle left, and then Justin went to go get a beer, and they turned him around because they were closing off the entrance to, to our section because Moxley was going to be coming. So we saw that. If you watch it back, watch Moxley come down the stairs. We're second row from the top on the left side. It was awesome. Yeah. I figured Kyle Ross was still looking for the first floor of our hotel. That's, <laughs> I didn't know where he That was. happened earlier today. <laughs> what oh, a man. sad appearance that was. What a weekend, though, guys. All right, so we, we're here with Brian, who's been, you know, Kyle's longtime friend. We've all talked with Brian for a long time. Got to meet him, hang out this weekend. Andrew Zarian, we mentioned. Uh, we saw. Uh, who else did we see this weekend? Garrett Gonzalez, fight game in The Observer. Saw Brian Alvarez on the concourse tonight. Uh, John Alba, Sean Ross Sapp. I mean, everybody has been here. We've had a great time the last uh, two uh, nights. Who of wrestling media has converged here in Chicago? You know, the thing I like about AEW, too, is just that they have these pay-per-views every three months. And if you want to do it, it's actually feasible. You could travel, like, every time to it. You could budget it, you know. Can I say one negative thing? Yeah. AEW cannot do these mom and pop arenas anymore. Oh, that's true. They've got to go bigger. Mm -hmm. They have got to go bigger. I think there's something to be said for like, you know, because I actually talked to somebody within WWE and one thing they they, they had a positive thing to say about AEW in this regard, running these smaller venues, one advantage is you fill it up and it feels like it's small and like it feels hotter, but you're right from logistical thing. And I think what you're referring to is like getting into the venue tonight and the, Man, was the concessionaire so narrow. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because the times we live in, you're a little more self-conscious, but you're right. I mean, I think in the future when they run Chicago... For a pay-per-view. Yes. I, I I, there is an argument that they have outgrown the now yeah. arena. That oh, I mean, yeah. so... I mean, yeah, I'll say arena, United Center, they just proved they can sell at the United... I mean, it was a special occurrence with Punk and everything, but... Hell, they're running four shows in the Chicago Metro in two and a half weeks. If they only ran all out next year, easily would sell at the United Center. I don't think there's any question about it. So, yeah, I, it's, it's a new venue. It's a really nice venue. Uh, we looked it up. 2005 is when it was built. Brian and I were talking about that. But, yeah, you got you got to run a bigger capacity in, in a market like this. And I think in St. Louis for full gear, that place seats about the same as tonight, too. I think it's about a 10,000-seat arena. And by the way, other big news we should talk about, they moved – Full gear, pay-per-view yeah. a week. I did see some surly people saying they're going to have to make hotel changes because, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, UFC put a really big pay-per-view, I believe it's from MSG, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the same night as full gear. And I think there's a big boxing match, too, mm-hmm. that night as well. So the, the worry was that AEW would not 
be at the top uh, if you're going to buy things. They'd be like third, and that's no good. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're just trying to get those late buys. So I think that was a smart move. I know there's some people who might be, um, you know, scratching their heads a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do with the rampage that they booked for mm-hmm. St. Louis, but I think it was a smart move moving it to uh, the 13th as opposed to the 6th for that. Or is it, the, is it the other way around? Is it the 6th? No, it's the 13th. Oh, it's the 13th. It was scheduled for the 6th. And okay. The 13th. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they moved it a week. Good decision on that. I mean, I assume there's going to be some big things planned for that show based on these debuts that we've well, had. And, so. and, well, and here's the thing. I mean, it, it may be a show where they don't have the surprises anymore, but they've got all these people. And guess yeah. what? Guess what they have to do now? Let's fucking wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think of all the matches they've, they've got. I mean, you just debuted two main event players. In the go home angle, very ECW-ish. Tony Khan, yeah. you know, sticking yeah. to his uh, fandom of his youth. You see him, Punk has only wrestled once, mm-hmm. so he's fresh. And you know, Hangman Page is going to come back. Yeah. So man, I mean, that top of the card is going to be loaded for the St. Louis pay per view. We should also mention a match we have not talked about at all on this podcast. Uh, was Chris Jericho MJF? Yeah. Jericho, you know, winning to save his career, and again. You see the reaction at the end of that match. We talked about it a little bit um, on one of the shows this week. I, don't, I can't remember if it was Green Room or the pay-per-view preview proper. You just see how over this guy is with the live crowd. And mm. it, it, while there were arguments for him to lose, and you know, and maybe you could have found a way to bring him back eventually. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's silly probably to actually have had him lose or retire. I mean, the crowd loves him. It was a great moment celebrating with the inner circle. It. And more importantly, MJF didn't really lose anything. Protecting him, yeah. Uh, great entrance, may I add, with the <laughs> countdown. Yes, oh, spoofing <laughs> Jericho's debut in 99 with WWE. That was so good. Which happened in Chicago. Yeah, Yeah, and that finish. So I, I know there's going to be people who maybe some didn't like that finish in the match where MJF thought he had the match won. Aubrey Edwards counted to three, but then was alerted by a second rep that Jericho's foot was on the rope. It reminds me of a match we just talked about on Classics a little bit. The Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, IC mm-hmm. title match. Remember, we were debating the merits of the Roddy Piper mm-hmm. involvement when he moons Rick Rude and yeah, it leads to touches. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to keep the heel around, you want to give the heel kind of something to be agitated about or, or whine about, right? Because MGF's going to whine about it and that's going to be his whole thing and how he kind of keeps his heat um, it's going to be interesting what direction those two go, because obviously they're done now, and they've been linked for a year. Yeah. Essentially, you know, wh- when MJF was part of the inner circle, and then they feuded. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I think Jericho's probably going to maybe take a back seat with all these new baby faces in, but MJF's going to be a guy who probably works with one of them. I think he's going on tour too, isn't he? I think Fozzie's playing some shows this fall, okay. so he might be off a little bit. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man, so much happened. Like, what else do we want to hit? <laughs> I mean, we can just go through all the matches. Miro and Eddie Kingston yeah, was, was good. A great opening. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I think it was funny. Everyone was talking about, what's going to go first? What's going to go first? What yeah. do you think is going to go first? Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying that in our row. And that came out, and we all kind of nodded each other. Like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. And a point we should make with those guys is both of them are absolutely perfect in their current roles, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's something we used to take for granted wrestling, that people were, oh, this is exactly how this guy should be portrayed. Yeah. And now, you know, whether it's podcasts or whatever, everyone complains, eh, this guy should be pushed more, this guy should be pushed less, eh, this guy should have won. I feel like 
Miro is exactly who he needs to be. Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. is just, it doesn't matter if he loses. Again, it doesn't matter. He's always over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to beat him like 800 times, obviously. But <laughs> he's another guy who lost, who lost nothing in defeat tonight. They kind of did a heel finish, not kind of, they did. So I thought that was good. I saw some people saying it was like one of Miro's best matches ever. I don't know what the best Miro match yeah, ever is. Not a ton of competition. Yeah. I mean, he's great in the, the way he's been working as TNT champion. Yeah, but he's like, not like a high he, level. He doesn't have that like classic yeah, yeah. like go-to match that everyone talks yeah. about. So that was good. Um, the second was Mox and Kojima, yeah. which was good. And then we had Minoru Suzuki debuting after, so that's the direction. Dynamite for- in Cincinnati this week. They're going to do that match. Kyle, driving south for it. <laughs> tough ask man the NFL's starting this week uh, there'll be the women's title match yeah Britt um, Baker so over Just yes unbelievable I am looking forward to her being the Jimmy Garvin uh, and uh, Rebel and uh, Jamie Hayter being you know sunshine and precious yeah. fighting over her affection I'm looking you can see it's going that way down the line I think um, based on Rampage last week so that was good. Again, we're three for three. Mm-hmm. And then we had the cage match, which was an all-timer. Yeah. Uh, four for the women's battle royal, which, you know, put in a tough spot following yeah. what a lot of people are going to say is their 2021 yeah. match of the year. Yeah. And I think it was good placement to put it there because yeah. it, there is a little bit of a come down factor. But you said it, I believe, earlier, Ryan. Everyone was kind of over in that match for mm-hmm. the most part. I mean, that was the ultimate drive home yeah. the point how much everyone in this promotion is over with the crowd that yeah. people were getting reactions. I mean, I mean people getting reactions from being eliminated just because they wanted to see them yeah, work yeah. more. I mean like Anna Jay got out, people <laughs> didn't like that. Uh Sheeta went out pretty early, yep. right? Sky blue. Yeah. I mean, so like the the only negative reactions were that people wanted to see them longer. <laughs> you know. But you know, at the same time, I hate when battle royals go too long because they just don't want to eliminate people. Yeah. You know, they just and it's just people laying on the ropes for fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. That always stinks. So Ruby Soho wins. She was the uh Joker. My daughter will be very pleased. Ruby Soho is her favorite song. I told that story oh, before nice. on the podcast. Yeah. So um she'll be fired up for that. And, and Thunder Thunder Rosa and her at the finish was the right yeah. decision. People are gonna want to see a full length singles match with them soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. But, yeah, I mean, I think when you bring in Ruby like that, that's the right decision. She has to win. So, yeah, she'll, she'll challenge Britt Baker. You see this match. The depth is finally starting to take hold with this women's division. I know that, you know, there's been a lot of banding about, about you know, how much time the women's division gets mm-hmm. uh, on Dynamite or whatnot. Hey, there's two shows now, so I think they're going to get more time. But you, you started to see, you know, there's like eight or so women yeah. Who you can push now? That's a division. Oh yeah, it's not just the Britt Baker division, and everyone's there to job to her. There's other people you can go, and Ruby Soho is a great signing because she, you know, I know this is kind of a dirty word in wrestling. Though. Good hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to build the division around her. I don't think necessarily, mm-hmm. at least right now. But she's someone who can have good matches night in, night out in that division. They need more of that. If you watch yes. Dark or you watch Elevation, yeah. some of these women. If you're wondering, well, why isn't she on? Dynamite. Why isn't she on Rampage? Well, you watching Dark or you watching Elevation? They may not be ready for that yet. I mean, even something like Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. She had an off night on TV once, and she's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. So, we just wanted to kind of paint the show with broad strokes, but I mean, I think we've hit on every match, haven't we? We're forgetting something. And uh, we had the was on Jeff and Jericho. Yeah. And then it was CM Punk and Darby. We hit on that. Yeah. Big uh, Paul White. 
Yeah. QT Marshall. It was guy. what it needed to be. I don't, I'm not sure there's anybody better than QT Marshall <laughs> in this business. This what guy. a trainer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, him and Brian Myers. I mean, when it comes to trainers. Yeah, but you know, what did I say? Late in the show? Yep. That's a perfect match to break it up. It there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it there. And it did. They put it between the two big ones. And then Kenny and Christian. I mean, that was easily over four stars. Oh, yeah. Too. And yeah, Punk yeah, probably yeah. was too. I mean, I've got to rewatch a lot of these, you know, studied on tape because it's so different when you're watching it live. Mm hmm. But, man, I mean, yeah, this was an all-timer pay-per-view, top to bottom. Nothing was bad. No. Nothing. Nothing. One of the the few shows you could rewatch the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, when I grade a pay-per-view, whether it's something we just watched or something we're going back and it's Mm -hmm. been around for, you know, 20, 25 years, it's not about adding the star ratings up. I know match quality is a big component. It's always, what would you change? Mm-hmm. What would you do better? That's always my number one question when I pay for and and I give an A plus because the answer here is simply nothing. Yeah, I would not have, I would not change a single thing that happened on this pay per view. Yeah, and there are just not many pay per views that I would say that about. Mm-hmm. You know, people always talk, oh, WrestleMania 17 is the best pay per view all the time. Well, I I have always disagreed with that because there's something very significant that I would not have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone says their favorite movie is like, oh, yeah, man, this is my favorite movie of all time. But that ending absolutely effing sucks ass. So you think Daniel Bryan should have turned heel tonight and joined the elite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly. what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here, let me put you on the spot. You're going you're gonna to rewatch WrestleMania 17 or you're going to rewatch All Out 2021. If you had to watch one of those shows, what are you picking? I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that because I'm one of the few people around that doesn't think WrestleMania 17 is the best pay-per-view of all time. But this pay-per-view, to me, was better because yeah. there's just that one thing with WrestleMania 17 that just is so terrible that people kind of hand-wave, and I just don't understand why they hand-wave it because it's the worst decision <laughs> in the history of the WWE. Well, I mean, start to finish, too. I would rather watch this show. And I love WrestleMania 17. I am someone that thinks it's probably the best Mania of all time. But top to bottom, this show tonight is a better show, I think. One thing I just want to add is that the energy in that arena tonight, that was was just, it was incredible. And it was such a relief when you leave that building and you hop on Twitter or whatever, and you see that everybody watching at home felt the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reception there was a little shoddy. I guess (laughs) maybe Hoffman Estates needs to uh, build a few new towers around here based on the internet in this place and the internet at the now arena. You need your own subsection. But yeah, I I, I haven't seen a a bad word about this pay-per-view online. You're right. I mean, I'd start, my texts were going off as soon as we got out of the arena. Oh my God, great show and, and whatnot. Things change. And I always say that, you know, you can always go back and change grades based on where the story goes. Mm-hmm. Right now, sitting here, show's been over for a couple hours. Is there any match you say, eh, I don't know if that per- maybe the wrong person won. Is there one? I, I don't no. think there is. Mm-hmm. No. no. Not at all. No. And that's the key. Yeah. Great pay-per-view. Uh, you guys let us know your thoughts on the show. Uh, TopRobeNation at gmail.com. You can join the Facebook discussion group. In fact, um, I did record the entire Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. <laughs> Takes some getting used That's to. That's going to take a Brian Danielson uh, post-show. Let's just call him American Dragon. That's the only thing yes. the pay-per-view was missing was we <laughs> yeah. did not hear American Dragon. I did. Yeah, I posted the entire video I took of, of Brian Danielson's post-show 
uh, interview. It's up in the Facebook discussion group. Link here in the podcast description if you want to watch that. I probably won't put it on YouTube because AEW will have us pull pretty quickly if I do that. But it is on the Facebook discussion group, yes. And we want to be very friendly with that promotion because just like the casual fan, it is clear where the casual fan has gone in wrestling. They are going to all elite wrestling. They are following our lead. That's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> all right, it's about 1 o'clock a.m. Central Time. We're going to wrap this. I'm going to try to get it up on the podcast feed before I go to bed so you can all hear this in the morning. Thanks for joining us, guys. A pleasure to spend the weekend in Chicago with all of you. This has been great. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Hope I didn't sound too much like the late great Brian Pillman. By the way, I feel my voice is very raspy. Too, I mean, I'm I got, pretty hoarse too. Well, I mean, my voice is gone, man. I mean, I, fucked, I chugged Mountain Dew before this podcast. I was on life support, man. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have safe travels back home, and we'll talk to you all again real soon. Take care. Let's fucking wrestle. <laughs> <laughs>